The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find you were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to take advantage of changes to the SERP. Joining us is Andy Crestadina, who is the co-founder and CMO of Orbit Media, which is an award-winning 48-person web development and optimization team focused on B2B lead generation. And today, Andy and I are going to discuss how you can fix your broken SERP strategies. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Andy Crestadina, the co-founder and CMO of Orbit Media. Andy, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm glad to be here, Ben. Thanks for having me back. Always good to have you on the show. One of my favorite guests, one of our most frequent, oldest guests, not oldest in terms of your age, but you've been around for a while with this podcast. Always good to reconnect. There's been lots changing in the SEO world. I feel like last year was all technical optimization. Everybody was clamoring and pandering over core web vitals. How are we going to think about our website, our speed, our... Okay, great. New year, new focus. We're seeing lots of volatility with the SERP, something that you keep a keen eye on. When there are so many changes to the SERP happening on different types of pages, how do you think about fixing what might be broken SERP strategies? Well, a lot of people track their rankings. A lot of people worry about changes to search ranking factors which is weird to me because I think 
no doubt about it, the much bigger changes in Google are to the search results pages themselves, what kind of features appear in SERPs, what percentage of SERPs have which features. So if you're not looking very closely at the search results page, I don't really think you're doing a good job as an SEO. In fact, it's probably a good idea to start collecting screenshots. You're using a SERP tracking tool. I've been collecting screenshots of search results pages for years. So I have this giant library and I can show very easily, very visually, the changes to SERPs over many years and just how dramatic the changes have been. I mean, a number one position might have been 150 pixels from the top of the viewport years ago. You might be 1,500 pixels far below the fold if you rank number one now. So I worry less about rankings than I do about click-through rates. And one of the ways that I adapt is just by paying more attention to visibility than rankings because I can be visible in many ways that go beyond just my own rankings on my own website. So let's talk a little bit about that. Visibility instead of rankings. Gone are the days where it was 10 blue links on a white page. There's lots of other graphics and charts and lists and videos and God knows what else on the SERPs these days. And you're saying, well, just don't worry about where you rank. You can rank, you know, one through 10 hundred. Doesn't make a difference in some cases if you're visible. So how are you tracking visibility and and how does that basically assume the focus for you as a KPI instead of rankings? Yeah, I think a lot of SEOs are going to hear that and think, what? Forget rankings. That's insane. Hear me out. You're researching a key phrase. You search for the key phrase looks like it's going to be too difficult for you to rank. So you just ignore it and research a different key phrase. The modern SEO is about having a flexible strategy. So instead of giving up on a key phrase for which your own website, your own digital property can't rank, search for the phrase, examine very closely the high-ranking pages, and ask yourself if you can be part of those in some ways. Examine very closely the SERP features. Ask yourself if you can publish in that format in some way. So for example, there's lots of key phrases for which basically no one ranks, no brands rank, only big blogs and publishers and major content sites in the media ranks. Great. I don't have to give up on that key phrase. I just have to shift my strategy to go from trying to get my URL to rank to digital PR, organic influencer marketing, outreach. Could I publish something on someone else's website and make myself visible in that way? You can get way, way more visibility than you'd expect by having a placement in the high-ranking page and sometimes that's an, it's a low lift. I mean, a lot of associations and directories rank high for very valuable key phrases. You can just be active in there, right? It's like, oh, wait, I'm part of that association. Let me call them up. Maybe I can, they can add me to that roundup or I can do something to improve my position inside that directory category page. So if you stop thinking about your traffic, your rankings, your Google Analytics account, your domain, and just start analyzing SERPs and saying, what other opportunities are there here? Uh, you may find that there's lots of chances to be visible, even if it's not your page's ranking in search. It's funny. I'm, the first thing that comes to mind when you're talking about this is my other podcast, the MarTech podcast. We want to rank for the keyword MarTech. And most of the searches for just the head term MarTech are definitions of MarTech or they are media publications, right? It is martech.org. It is a title of what is marketing technology and MarTech. There's a couple of news stories, and then it gets into this whole list of people trying to create content like us, defining what is MarTech. And somehow we're 11th. I run the MarTech (laughs) podcast. How could we be 11th? That's ridiculous. Anyway, 
What do you do in cases like this? You mentioned, well, you know, go be part of an association. Go put your brand in other places. There's a news story element. Can I go create MarTech News? Give me some tips on how you would approach this type of situation where you're focusing on visibility, not just rankings. And how do I get my ranking to be above 11? The classic reason why you wouldn't appear on page one for a valuable key phrase like that is that your own domain lacks sufficient authority. You don't have enough links. There's other sites that are just more credible than you. There's other pages that are, have, have better answers than you because and Google believes that because they have uh, stronger backlink profiles or whatever you want to call it, right? Stronger domain authority or authority score, or domain rating or whatever you want to use, whichever tool you use. Fine. That doesn't mean you have to give that up. Martech.org, who are the editors there? It might be a long play, but if you build relationships with the people who control content and control the publish button on that CMS, then it's a pitch. It's a follow-up. It's a collaboration. It's no different than what we're doing right now in a way. I mean, I'm, I'm active on another... another I mean, influencer mar- organic influencer marketing is about borrowing access to a target audience in a sensitive and considerate way, right? You're adding value. It's a transaction. You're adding value and they're giving you exposure. So could you do that? Is there a digital PR play for anyone else that ranks for that on that URL? If not, fine, no problem. That's... I do have friends that will add me to posts that already rank. That's a bit less common. But is there a collaboration? What's on their publishing calendar? Can you get to know them? Do they have a... They do roundups of YouTube channels. Have they ever done a roundup of podcasts? Pitch a podcast roundup to them. You're in the mix. So there's um, simply, you know, digital PR is a way to do that in that example where very likely the sites that outrank you on domains that have much, much higher authority. Um, that's pretty common. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So a lot of this becomes not necessarily keyword optimization. It's not a content problem. It's a networking problem, right? It's a relationship building problem more than it is what's wrong with our site. It's what are the relationships that we have? What are some of the other ways that you can try to master visibility instead of optimize for rankings? I'll give you one, but before we do... Thank you, Ben. Thank you for saying that. You just put your finger on something that I think a lot of people miss. SEOs especially. This, like everything else in marketing, like everything else in life, it's a relationship thing. 
people with relationships have a huge advantage in the category of search, right? How do you build links? I just text a friend and they link to me, right? That works if you built relationships. Not even kidding. Like that happened, that happens every day. Anyway, okay, back to search. So the, uh, the search results pages frequently include SERP features. A classic example is video. I'm considering a key phrase. Looks like I've got sufficient domain authority. Looks like I can make a great page on the topic. I check all the boxes. I write the page. It ranks. Oh, I didn't look closely at the SERP. Yes, I rank number three, but I rank below this massive video carousel that Google's put on these pages now. Ouch. There's key moments. There's tons of thumbnails. Like That's going to steal away tons of the organic clicks, right? That's going to be... Another way to say this, the 10 blue links... That's now called traditional organic rankings. (laughs) We have to give it a name because there's so many other things that rank that aren't traditional organic blue links, right? It's organic organic rankings. Right, yeah, we need a name (laughs) for it now. It's like terrestrial radio or something, right? You have to have a name for the the original thing, like landline. It's not just the radio, it's because it's not a podcast. It's kind of a radio. Anyway, go on. What what kind of a phone? It's a landline. What, What kind of rankings? It's traditional organic rankings because there's many other ways to rank. Okay. So beyond the traditional organic rankings, the videos are there. You can, if you do not publish a video, you have forfeited that battle. This is the question as you're doing key phrase research. Every key phrase is a competition. Do you compete or do you forfeit? That Those are your options. <laughs> Being blunt. So if you make the video, you can actually, and I've got tons of examples. I can show you the screenshots. I can show you the traffic through YouTube Studio. When that thing appears in search, in Google search, I'm not talking about YouTube SEO, when that video that you made and host in YouTube appears in Google search results, the, the visibility is sometimes like 10 or 100x what it might have been. Okay, so I understand. Look, there's a carousel, there's news. We're talking about networking, putting yourself on other people's websites if they already have the rankings. If there's a video carousel, hey, create some video. We're going to go into a little bit more depth about that later. What are some of the other search features that when you see them, when you're doing your keyword research or your SERP investigation that you see and you're like, oh, great. All right, this feature is there. I know how to, to how to master this. I can easily, I don't want to say game the system, but game the system. Well, if the SERP features sort of satisfy the visitor's intent by giving a short answer to something, then that's when I will likely forfeit because I think everyone kind of loses to Google. The example you gave earlier, if someone's looking for like the what is or looking for a definition, uh, those are going to be ultra low click-through rate key phrases because the person sometimes sees the answer before they even finish searching, you know, like Google's giving definitions like in the like address bar almost like, wow. So serve features that are like featured snippets or something where it just Google's built their own custom SERP feature kind of thing. Like I remember watching the Olympics or like looking at election results. It's like nobody is going to click on this. The answer is right there. So there are SERP features that will sort of scare me away from a key phrase because I think uh, some of those have just turned into zero click keywords that are just that no one's ever going to get traffic from ever again, which is fine. But I'm also looking at things like the knowledge panel. I'm looking at people also ask and related questions. I'm driving those answers and those questions into my content. By the way, there couldn't be a better time to do SEO because search for a phrase, Google shows you what the top questions are and what it feels are the top answers. It's like a cheat sheet for how to upgrade your content and do semantic SEO because there's the list of things that Google has connected in its own ontological library, whatever they call it, right? The linking between entities within Google. Ontological. I'm going to have to Google that one. Go on. This is SEO is information retrieval technology. Your, it's software 
and your content is the data file. So you load your data file into the software, as in you put a page in, online and it gets indexed by Google and library science has these things like they pay attention to ontology and these things get connected. Anyway, so when you're looking at these things, you can better understand the intent of the visitor. You can understand what Google believes the top phrases are. You can understand if it's a zero click or a click-through rate kind of key phrase. You can understand what formats Google believes to be the best answers on it. These people seem to want visuals. Okay, I'm going to make a visual for that. I'm not really competing for this key phrase until I have made a meaningful diagram or chart because images are at the top. So you flexible strategies. You have not done SEO. You have not done keyword research until you have analyzed the search results very closely, looked at the battlefield, and then decided how to attack the phrase. There's just no other way to do it. You know, how much of this is Google is looking at what's the most compelling content and matching it to the keyword? And how much of it is Google is basically saying this is the right format for a keyword, so we're going to just grab whatever else is out there? You mentioned image search as an example, right? If somebody was looking for how to string shoelaces... Right, that might be a diagram that very clearly articulates it. Well, maybe nobody's actually drawn that image before. So when you go do your keyword research, there is no featured snippet with an image carousel, right? Sometimes you have to make the content for Google to realize that that is the best answer, I'm assuming. You know, is it the case where you should be creating content because you know that that's the best way to articulate the message you're trying to get across? Or are you always just using... Google signals for how they've structured the page? I don't know, and it's really unknowable, what the inputs are that determine which SERP features come back. But it doesn't necessarily have to be how much content was published on this. At least in the US market, there's such a massive volume of content that there's probably is a diagram about almost anything. But if 22% of people who search for this key phrase click on images... Google gets a user interaction signal that searchers who are interested in that topic are interested in images. That may be sufficient for Google to decide to start testing because everything in Google is a sort of a test or it's ongoing, op- it's optimizing itself every day through machine learning. That may be sufficient for Google to decide to, to display images as a SERP feature uh, for the next person who searches for how to string your shoelaces, which isn't tomorrow, it's two seconds later. So they're constantly getting more and fresh data on this just based on what formats that people in Google seem to interact with. And so that, that may be enough to show for them to know when to put the map, when to put videos, when to put images, when to show a knowledge card. It's, um, I think they have enough data to do that, even if it's a relatively low amount of content published in that format. That's interesting. So it really isn't whether the content is there. What Google is doing is looking at the types of interactions that their user has, what type of content they're looking for, and surfacing that as high as they possibly can on the page, which makes your, your SERP research just as important, if not more important, than your keyword research. Yeah, I don't know for sure, obviously, but that would make more sense to me. They're starting with the intent of the visitor, right? The software runs when the person does the search and starts interacting. It doesn't run when you add the data file to the software, right? It doesn't matter whether or not there's a good video on how to set up Google Analytics for social media marketing. But if a lot of people are searching for that, it's going to find something and give it to you because there's, it knows your intent and it's doing its best to match you, even if the match is, isn't very strong. At the end of the day, when you're thinking about optimizing your SEO strategies, it is not just keywords. It is not just content creation. It is understanding what Google is looking for and taking advantage of either the relationships that you have to put yourself in the pages that are already there or creating the content in the right format 
that Google wants to surface that will get you the most, here's our new KPI, visibility instead of rankings. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Andy Grestadina, the co-founder and CMO of Orbit Media for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Andy and I are going to discuss non-obvious uses of video in the SERP. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Andy, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Crestadina, C-R-E-S-T-O-D-I-N-A, or you could visit his company's website, which is orbitmedia.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our show's handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want to daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. 